Hey everyone, you're listening to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two best friends and lovers of lady adventure tales with a central love story and a guaranteed happy ending recap the plot of romance novels, because that's where you get those. We also tell our own stories, insert very professional segments, and giggle a ton. Let's start off with a Patreon shout-out, because it's my favorite thing. Darlene C., you are a bow-truckle, a super-smart best-friend stick insect that is peaceable and shy until someone tries to cut down your tree. If anyone, especially a tree surgeon, threatens the bow-truckle and its friends, it will jump out of the tree and gouge out the attacker's eyes. Badass, right? But if the person offers the bow-truckle snacks, it usually buys them enough time to get away. What can we say? You like what you like? and we support that. This week, we announced a design contest that I am super stoked about. Anyone within the sound of my voice can create a limited edition piece of art for our 2020 meetup at KissCon. Send your images to heavingbosomspodcast at gmail.com by February 7th, and we'll announce the winners on Galentine's Day, February 13th. The winning logos are going to be added to our Redbubble store so that all KissCon attendees can order shirts and totes and whatever the hell else they want to rock at the conference in April. That way, we'll have one more way to identify other HBs in Chicago. And all proceeds from this limited edition merch is going to charity, so make sure you send us your entries. And now... We've got part one of Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey McQuinston. And for all you patrons out there, a bonus episode about Rooster's new jobs is coming out tomorrow. Don't worry, you'll get it after you listen to banter. Here we go! Put it up high! Put it up. I I haven't washed my hair in four days. <laughs> okay, I'll put it up high. Jeez. That's right. You put that camera up high so we get the good sounds. <laughs> it's just when I put it low, then I, or when I put it high, I just look so bad and weird and bald and there's just so much face. <laughs> you guys, Aaron is trying to be vain and get the best camera angle. And I am thinking of you, HB's listener. I am <laughs> thinking of you because I this just... isn't video, everybody. And I know yeah. how beautiful Erin is on her inside and her outside uh, and right now. I she don't like how you put inside Udemus first. Maximus. I'm mostly oh, fuck you. beautiful That's outside, most number one. Part. Yeah. Number one, beautiful outside. You That's are what I am. fucking gorgeous. Especially right, at this you. angle, Erin. You're so yeah? pretty. Hey, guess what I did to my for myself today? What? <laughs> what? Well, it was a couple things all wrapped up in okay. one. Okay? okay, so buckle up. Yeah. We had a hot chocolate bar for V's first birthday party. And which I'm sure she enjoyed that. Leftover hot chocolate. No, first birthday parties are not for the child. They are for the adults in attendance. Hmm. So we had a hot chocolate bar with almond milk Baileys, and we had apple cider with so many bourbons. We went through Mm. two bottles of bourbon, and I was so proud of my friend. Drunk. Yeah. It was so good. Did you use the apple cider recipe I texted you? I 
David, Aaron, and I would like to thank you on behalf of all of Bayonne. (laughs) That's what I would like to do. You're welcome. But today we had some leftovers. (laughs) And so. (laughs) That was an electric guitar, you guys. (laughs) Yeah. And so I made myself some hot chocolate with Mm -hmm. Bailey's and with. Uh, like half a package of marshmallows. So you are getting Melody high on a podcast <laughs> and alcohol and sugars, everybody. Oh, no, you guys, it's, it's, it's a very lethal. <laughs> it's a very lethal combination. <laughs> oh, man. Plus, I also have tea hear? and I have water. Got, mm-hmm, I just have water. So I'm just hydrated, everybody. Yeah, Aaron, Good. what do I want to hear about you? Tell me everything. Do you want to hear about Rooster? Every day. As much as possible. You know about we've been scared for Rooster recently. Yeah, of Have course. I told you this? Yeah. So we, you may have heard that we took her to the dog ER in October. And they said that her constant reverse sneezing and wheezing had to do with seasonal allergies and or That's an right. allergy to our other dog, Goat. Yes. So I was supposed to give her human Benadryls. <sighs> Twice a day. Whoa. And I thought that that worked for a little bit, but it turned out it didn't work. So then I went back and I said, those Benadryl didn't work. And then the SPCA, which is our usual vet, they said, go take this medicine for nose mite. She's probably got mites in her nose. Whoa. So we gave her all the nose mite medicine and that didn't work either. She didn't have no nose mites. And then the only other thing that could have been wrong with Rooster, according to those vets, was snoot cancer. No. Cancer of the snoot. Not snoot cancer. You booked her on the snoot too much. I know. I know. Nose cancer. Snoot cancer. And so I was in denial for like three weeks. I was like, I can't take her to the vet because I can't I can't let him x-ray rooster snoot only to find that she has a snoot tumor <laughs> and that she has snoot cancer. Like I can't deal with the idea of that. Aaron, how am I only hearing about this right now? I couldn't tell anyone. I was like, I put it in like a tight, You were tight, just in your own personal pain? ball in my chest. Yes, it hurt me. I couldn't do it. So David took off work to bring her to the vet so that I wouldn't have to be there when Rooster was diagnosed with snoot cancer. what a man. Oh. And it was sad, too, because Rooster just opened two new businesses. Oh, God. She's looking to get out of her $6 bankruptcy. Yeah. I mean, like you do. All she needs is one Bitcoin, and then she'll be able to recover from the $6 bankruptcy. It's, oh, my gosh. It's a really important time in Rooster's life right now. It is. It turns out she doesn't have snoot cancer. Oh, my gosh. No goodness. snoot cancer. What she has is... Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> The dentist said, or the doctor said, um, one thing that it could be is a tooth infection. How are her teeth? And David's like, <laughs> which oh, one no. of three? <laughs> yeah. Uh, her teeth are fucking terrible, and there's only three left. And he's like, yep, one of them's infected. And so she has a, she has a tooth infection that's making her snoot feel inflamed. Oh. And so she had to get an antibiotic, and now she's happy. Oh, thank goodness. So, yeah, if anyone was worried because they're a psychic, <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> to all our psychic Rooster's HPs okay. out there. Yeah, and she's oh. back to running her two businesses. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, because, I mean, we're rooting for her, you know? Yeah, 
Yep, yep, yep. I'm sure she can do it. She's got gumption, that rooster. She does have gumption. That's right. In fact, one of her businesses is a private investigation firm (laughs) for which you really need gumption. (laughs) You do. (laughs) You need passion. I'll tell you all about it some other time. Maybe we'll do a Patreon about roosters' new businesses. Oh, yes, I think so. All right. All right. All right. Well, now we've got pure magic on the menu. (laughs) Are you ready for it? Oh, you mean Red, White, and Royal Blue? The book? Um, no, wait, wait, oh, wait. <gasps> Pause yourself. No we can't do that. Uh, but Listen, the 2019 guys. Reading Embrace. Come reading let me suffocate you in my bulls When did we make this decision to make <laughs> these voices? I don't know. It was probably now. Hey, guys, <laughs> we recorded the intro to Ice Capade where we announced our embraced listeners on December 21st. It was like that three most years of you ago. assholes would be done by you then. Guys. Yeah. Um, it turns out most of you weren't. So a lot of the people that we read as having one book left read a book in the last yes. two weeks of the year. So <laughs> congrats. And some of them, uh, some of the people we didn't read at all. So this list is going to be a conglomeration of names we've already read as almost finishing the embrace and names we haven't read because they weren't in that spreadsheet. Okay, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Vanessa D, Katie T, <gasps> Patricia B, Kat C, Ann C, oh. Leanne, Sabah Q, hey girl. Kara F, Heather E, e. Harmony B, Ooh. Jackie N, yeah. Blair B, yeah. Emily R, oh. Leah G. <laughs> Did you give somebody an O? <laughs> oh no, where was I? Leah, Leah G. G. Yep. Uh, Ellen A, Paula P. Uh, Kate W. Ooh. Actually, that that could be Katie W. Oh boy, I can't read my own writing. Yep, Kate or Katie W. Hey girl, we embrace you. Ooh. Molly O. Winona L. Jenny <laughs> N. Rebecca D. <laughs> Jadine. Yeah. No last yeah. initial. Yeah. Just no, Jadine. Initial. I know her uh, last initial though, bitch. I see you. Anyway, what? <laughs> Sabrina BP or maybe Ooh. Sabrine? No, it's Sabrina. Sabrina BP. Roxanne L and <gasps> Justin C. Yeah, our soul. I think soul. Justin male finisher. You know what? I'm not. I take that chant back. You don't get extra kudos what? because you're a dude. You get the regular. <laughs> woo. <laughs> you're not special don't shame Justin, Justin C oh, he's one of our best HPs don't shame him for being a man He's. I'm not I am doing the opposite I am making him equal to the rest of our fabulous HPs guys if you're not in our Facebook group the Heaving Bosoms Geriatric Friendship Cold yeah. and you want to know a full on analysis as to <laughs> whether the Triceratops on the cover of Ravished by the Triceratops is a baby triceratops or a full-grown adult triceratops who can consent to sex justin c has an entire scientific analysis of this um, with visual aids notebooks and equations he wrote a goddamn thesis uh-huh. It's we had beautiful. mentioned once that that was a baby Triceratops and we were somehow <laughs> comfortable reading a book where a woman has sex with a Triceratops, but uncomfortable if it is a baby Triceratops. <laughs> That's right! And he Everybody... knows all about the sexual maturity of dinosaurs yes. and the size of all their horns. And penises. So. And horniness. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, so Let's read this good. book. <laughs> Yes, let's, <laughs> let's read, read this, this normal book with normal sex. Beautiful. Oh. 
book. So where we read anything is there's nothing. There's no such thing as normal sex. However, sex with a triceratops is weird sex. It's maybe irregular. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's no normal sex, but there is weird sex. Uh, And that's it. All right. All right. Everybody give you faith in humanity again. For on so many levels, Aaron, on like every level. In fact, this has become a comfort read for me. Uh huh. I've come back to this book. I think I've read it. I've read and or listened to it between four and five times since first reading it, because mm-hmm. I got a, I got a free copy at RWA like paperback, and I barely ever read paperback books because I get I just like can't carry them around. Like I'm so dumb about it. Anyway, I actually ended up like reading it in paperback because I couldn't put it down. And Ember, I really should read more paperbacks because every time I have one in my hand, Ember's like, hey, mom, are you going to read to me? Can you read to me? And so I read a lot of this, like all the parts I could read to Ember. I read it to Ember. (laughs) It was really sweet. Yeah. It was very sweet. I agree. Okay. But yeah, (laughs) it gave me faith in humanity on so many levels. We've got Alex and Henry, y'all. Alex and Henry. Yeah. This whole thing is from Alex's perspective, and it's third person limited. Present. No. Yes. It's present? Yes. No, it's not. Are you serious? You guys, this book is jarring when you first start it because it is third person limited present tense. A, a, a tense which what? I have never it seen is. a book written in, let alone a romance novel, where people get real persnickety about their tenses. I am obviously not one of those people, but holy shit. It took me a good 20 pages before I eased into this tense. And I, I think I was talking about this with two of my romance friends, Karen and Aaron. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about how the tense really helps you feel what's going on oh, yeah. with them. And that there's a lot of tell, don't show mm-hmm. in this book, but it works even though she's telling you a lot yes. instead of showing you because of the tense and because you're there with him while he's telling you what's happening. Yeah, Does you're that make processing sense? it as he processes it. Right. And it, it all feels so, it feels so tight and it mm-hmm. feels so, I don't know, it feels like you're like teetering on the edge of an emotional cliff all the time, but in the best way. Like mm-hmm. a lot of times that's a really joyous feeling, but it's mm-hmm. still very like, Ugh, here Scary. we are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, you're right. And I think one of the reasons, because I didn't think about this before, but it did take me a few pages to ease in as well. But it's also because the first few pages, you have no idea who's talking and it's all about the history of the like a room in the White House. And mm-hmm. so... As I was going through that, I was like, I don't understand why we are talking about a building and like, Uh I don't know. But yeah, once you fully grasp what's going on and it only Mm -hmm. takes like two and a half pages, but still. Yeah. Do not let that dissuade you. If you started this book last week and you're like, nah, not for me after like five pages. If you're one of those people, please give it a chance. Yeah. It's so good. I can't imagine anyone not liking this book. Yeah. So. Alex is our main character, and he is our only point of view throughout the entire novel. Yes. Third person, limited present. Holy shit. How did she pull that off? Anyway, Uh Alex is the first son of the United States, and it's in this crazy, wonderful, heartbreaking, bizarro world. Yeah, what a great 
heartbreaking no. fantasy. Yeah. Where the president after Obama, we elected a, a Mexican American woman. No. no, no, no. Never mind. Sorry. A woman, a female president. I forget. So Alex's father is a Mexican American congressman and his mother is white and she's the president and his parents are divorced. But we've elected this like really like hard nosed like I she, you know who I imagined her to be who, who I think it's based off of I imagine who? her to be based off of Wendy Davis you remember yeah, maybe, the, yeah. the senator who like filibustered for like sixteen hours and shit like she was incredible and she's also a Texas senator anyway yeah yeah and that's she's possible. like blonde. Um, mm-hmm. but she used to be married to another senator. He's now a senator. He is Mexican American, and so oh, both really? of her children, yes, both oh, of her children are mixed. Know. Oh, I didn't yes. know about her marriage and family. That makes a lot of sense. Then what? Why? Why would I know that? You didn't know in the book? No, in the real life, I didn't. Oh, no, know. no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't know about Wendy Davis. No, 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 no. Oh, I'm oh, talking okay. about the book now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't support any of that. What I do support, though, 
are like hats or 45 <laughs> foot veils. <laughs> yeah, I like a veil. I like a room. I like a hat. Yeah. I'm, a I'm sorry. If you I'm will. Sorry. I'm sorry I'm weak. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like it. Okay, but the main reason, it's not actually imperialism, although he likes to say that out loud. The main reason he thinks this is stupid is because he has a one-sided rivalry with the second prince of England, Henry. The second son. That's right. Similar to a Prince Harry. That Yeah. This is uh-huh. the Harry, guys. Oh, boy, is he ever. He's so cute. Mm-hmm. So anyway, he he basically thinks that they're in this rivalry, but Alex has to actually, like, work to, to get approval because, you know, he's a Hoppa kid because feels like he actually brings pizzazz and personality and uh-huh. like brains and all this stuff to every conversation and he thinks that henry is incredibly boring and stuffy and thinks he's better than everyone and henry's family is born into this thing alex's mom isn't going to be the president forever he's not right. always going to have this title and live in this mansion i mean he will be privileged in that way forever but not Mm -hmm. anything to the level of henry and they've got a scrap to like stay politically relevant yeah in a way that the royals don't yeah so they um they get on a plane and they are going to the wedding and so the white house trio is at the wedding we get to meet the whole cast of characters you're gonna fall in love with the secret service agents you're gonna fall Mm -hmm. in love with nora you're gonna fall in love with fucking everybody and like at the at the wedding they're talking about they're like what the fuck is a viscount and they're like i'm mm-hmm. sure it's a noble with like an army of vampiric sex waifs <laughs> and like they're talking about stuff. the yeah. humor in this oh. is really good and really snarky and if you are like um like a 30 something woman well a 30 something at all yeah. Um there's a lot of references to like growing up watching the West Wing. There's a lot of snarky mm-hmm. West Wing references. Like at some point I think during the plane ride he's listening to the Garden State soundtrack yes. and one of the girls is like, "Wow, how's film school in 2005 going?" You know, there's a lot of like <laughs> yeah. snarky pop culture stuff that you're going to think is funny and um relevant to yeah. your age. It's fucking lovely. But even if you're not in that age group, you're going to love it. Okay. So then somebody comes over and asks June to dance with Henry on his behalf. But like Henry's just sort of like waiting off to the side being like, come on, bitch, you know, you're going to say yes. Mm-hmm. So they go off and waltz together. And Alex gets into a little bit of a tizzy over it. He's like, this fucking guy coming over just <laughs> to dance with my sister and get photographed with her at the royal wedding. And, like, he's always pulling these power moves and upstaging everybody else. And he's not even paying attention to her. And June is awesome. And how dare he not yes. pay attention to her? Like, I, I love that he's simultaneously super upset about Henry upstaging everyone, but also, like, not paying attention to his sister's wonderfulness. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to know what Henry looks like? Yes, I, I do. And there Henry is in the flesh, as classically handsome as ever in his tailored three-piece suit, all tousled sandy hair and high cheekbones and a soft, friendly mouth. He holds himself with innately impeccable posture, Mm. and he emerged fully formed and upright out of some beautiful Buckingham Palace posy garden one day. Mm. His eyes lock on Alex's and something like annoyance or adrenaline spikes in Alex's chest. He hasn't had a conversation with Henry in probably a year. 
His face is still as infuriatingly symmetrical as always. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so Alex is always talking about um, Henry's, like, stupid face and boring personality <laughs> and infuriating height and, like, his stupid perfection. Like, it's wonderful. And, yeah, seated throughout the book from the very, very beginning is this really subtle at first, I thought, thread of this hatred is doing things to me that are confusing, but it's still definitely, definitely hatred, you know? Yes. Yeah. Ugh, it's so yummy. Okay. So then as they're dancing, Alex says that he decides to get drunk about it, which mm-hmm. I find so funny. Yes. And then he starts recalling his very first impression of Henry, which is as a middle schooler, he picked up one of June's teen magazines and saw a glossy photo of this sandy-haired 13-year-old boy with a cricket bat over his shoulder and the sunlight beaming down on his shoulders and his wide open smile and his sunny disposition. And he would keep coming back to this photo and like touching his hair and sort of wondering what it would feel Mm -hmm. like. And it's so (laughs) cute. And he stole that magazine, like kept it in his room under his bed or whatever, so he could revisit. No, 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 he did not. He pointedly did not. Back into June's room. Yes, he would go, and he thought about stealing just that page, but he Mm -hmm. says that he couldn't because his fingernails were too stubby. They weren't meant for taking out the staples like June's were. Oh, like, okay. it's, it's so cute. Everything about it. I remember there being, like, a sneakiness component to looking oh, yeah. at the picture. He would sneak into her room. And then and one day, the magazine disappeared, and he mm-hmm. was, like, real distraught over it. But he couldn't yeah. say anything, because nobody knew that he was, like, right. goleming this teen magazine. <laughs> and he has no idea. Like, he talks about going back and looking at it as his family became more famous and was, like, climbing the political ranks mm-hmm. and trying to, like emulate the same kind of like confidence and ease and like coolness and hair that prince henry had because like he was going to be in the public eye as well so there's not like he clearly has no self-awareness about like he was attracted to the picture not at all very like this is the kind of boy i want to be and envy and also hate and for that reason well He didn't hate him until he met him for the first time. And we don't find this, like, we don't find out yet, so I'm not going to tell you. But and it was just a big letdown when he met him. And so he was like, I feel fucking betrayed. I had this wonderful, open, sunny idea of who you are, and you are stuffy and awful and kind of a turd, and I hate you. So we are rivals now. Anyway, go ahead. No, that's what I was going to say is like he had this personality built up in his head of the mm-hmm. kid in the magazine. And when he met him, like something happened, but also it was just like a stuffier, closed off yeah. personality. And it, it let him down even more than if he just met a stuffy, closed off guy. Right. Without having that pre-schmurgered oh. uh, perception. Pre- <sighs> There's a word there. I don't know what it is. Yes. Thank, Thank you. you. You're welcome. Intellectual Melanie. <laughs> intellectual I was going to say I will intellectually look it up later and figure out what that word is and I will write it down and I will learn it. But <laughs> thank you. You had it already. Okay. So so then he so he's drunk, you guys. And Alex. yeah, he has had many glasses of wine and champagne. And he approaches Henry, he sees him, and he decides to sass him about 
how many champagne fountains are at the wedding. Yeah. He's like, how embarrassing that you only have one champagne fountain, am I right? Is this yeah. even a royal wedding? Jeez, <laughs> like when you do this, you better have two. This is ridiculous. <laughs> and he's like, and by the way, why don't you like act like you're having a good time? Like you even want to be here. Yeah. Aren't you so exhausted being so stuffy all the time? Yeah. yeah. And Henry looks at him sort of quizzically and then he's like, oh, you're drunk. <laughs> and then Alex goes, oh, I'm sorry. Am I offending you because I'm not like totally obsessed with you like everyone else is? Is that what's wrong? Like what? whatever. And Henry's like, actually, I think you are. Have you ever noticed that I have never approached you? I've always been incredibly civil to you whenever we meet. And uh, I always just like leave you alone. And then he starts to walk away. And yeah. Alex is like fuzzy headed and drunk. And he's like, how dare he think he can have the last word? So he grabs him by the sleeve and goes to pull him back. And Henry fights him a little bit because he's like, what the fuck, man? Don't touch me. I'm a prince. I am a prince, motherfucker. <laughs> I am a prince. <laughs> Imperialism. That didn't and happen. Then, no, that's not what happened. It's happens. like he just kind of pulls him off balance <laughs> yeah. a little bit. Yeah. And so then they both stumble and topple into the table that has the $75,000 cake, cake on it. Yes. You guys. You guys. So they end up on top of a mountain of buttercream. Henry's like brow is cut because a glass shattered and Alex is still hanging onto his sleeve of as they're laying is. there. Oh! Of course he is. And then photographers obviously catch it immediately, and it's like a whole thing. I couldn't believe this. I know, right? And I think Henry says something like, oh, for fuck's sake, or I don't know, mm -hmm. something like lovely. Anyway. And in this moment, I was like a little bit mad at the book, because I'm like, what? okay, no, get just, I was just, let me, just let me air it out a little bit. I was like, okay, mm -hmm. this author, because I guess I didn't realize how like big and universally loved this book was. It kind of flew under my radar, I guess. Oh, like okay. I'd seen it sure, everywhere, sure. but I didn't, I didn't. Yeah. Anyway, here, here I am. And I'm just thinking this is going to be like a regular bubbly contemporary and not like mm -hmm. my favorite book of all time. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, they just toppled over the American first son and the Prince of England just toppled mm -hmm. over a $75,000 wedding cake in the mm -hmm. middle of a royal wedding. One of them has blood on them. And this author is just going to play it off like a funny thing and not like an <laughs> international incident. That's like a huge, huge fucking deal. <laughs> and I was like, this author has no idea how big of a deal this is going to be. And then, and then you then turn the page. Out, and then you turn out. Yeah. It's like ruining <laughs> his mom's campaign. That's right. Yeah. It's ruining fucking everything. Yeah. So turn the page. The White House is in like full almost go to the situation room mode. Yes. And that's what it would be like. <laughs> Do you think that's what it would be like? Yes. Absolutely. it looks like a brawl. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Zara, which is one of the best characters you are ever going to read. I have like a full passage of her later on, including things like her threatening to cut her own tit off. Like she is... <laughs> Hey, boss. All right. <laughs> so is his mom. They both are. Oh, they're both just wonderful. So they are like, we have got this giant problem and you are going to fix it, Alex. This is your 
motherfucking responsibility. Mm-hmm. So you're going to play nice and you and Henry are going to be BFFs on the world fucking stage until everyone believes this was just a tiny slip and fall and nobody talks about it anymore. And he's like, oh, shoot me. I think I'd rather have the CIA just take me out. I don't want to spend time with this douche. Burr, 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 burr. Zara has to swap fact sheets with Henry's team. And she's mm-hmm. like, writing up this fact sheet was a personal low in my career. <laughs> <laughs> Did you read the note? I don't remember like where the author posted this. This may be deep in Goodreads. I don't know. But that all of her editors said that she had to take out that line about having the CIA kill her son. Where she's like, as a mother, I love you, but as a president, I want to have the CIA murder you. And they're um, like, that's too far. That and is she's not. like, nope, that's, that's how she is. Absolutely. <laughs> that like, is no, staying. that's one of the best lines in the book. It is. Yeah. And it's so relatable. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not a president or anything, but goddamn, sometimes yes. you just want other people to clean up messes. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you know Alex and you're his mom, you know that he's the one that caused it. This was not a Prince oh, Henry yeah. problem. This was an Alex problem. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, this precocious man. So he has this study session with the, the girls in the White House trio, Nora and June. Mm-hmm. And he's like trying to read this fact sheet. And he's like, this is stupid. His favorite, his favorite book is like, what is it? Is it it's, like Great Expectations? Dickens, yeah, it's Great Expectations. Yeah. And he's like, this guy has the personality of a cabbage. Like, I That's specifically right. remember he had cabbage personality. He bemoans the fact that his dog's name is Bowie. Like, it's no, his dog's thing. name oh, is, is David. David. God, I'm so dumb. And yes. he's like, that's a stupid name for a dog. Who names a dog David? <laughs> <laughs> the person has no imagination that they just like pick the whitest white bread name. David is my dog's name. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, so good. So then he goes to the UK and he meets Henry's handler and man about everything, Sean. Yes. And he loves Sean. And he's like, I don't know if it's his super efficiency or like the way he walks really fast everywhere, but like Sean is the man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's very cute. So then the very first thing is a post polo photo op. He has to be at a stable somewhere. Oh, yes. To meet up with Henry. And it's so funny it's nice but it's nice (laughs) it's nice oh boy (laughs) i don't know when we started saying it's nice but it's my new favorite thing to say (laughs) (laughs) all right so he's at this stable and he's thinking to himself it's not like henry's going to look much better after polo practice he'll probably be sweaty and disgusting as if on cue henry comes galloping around the bend on the back of a pristine white horse He is definitely not sweaty or disgusting. He is instead bathed dramatically in a sweeping and resplendent sunset, wearing a crisp black jacket and riding pants tucked into tall leather boots, looking every inch an actual fairy tale prince. He unhooks his helmet and takes it off with one gloved hand, and his hair underneath is just as attractively tousled. Oh, just attractively tousled enough to look as if it's supposed to be that way. I'm going to throw up on you, Alex says as soon as Henry's close enough to hear. Hello, Alex. You look sober. (laughs) Only for you, your royal highness. (laughs) Oh, they're so cute. They're 
so cute. And they make fun of each other's countries. Like, Alex is always calling him inbred. And then Henry says that he'd rather be waterboarded than take these photos with him. And he's like, your country could probably arrange that. And then Alex says, go fuck yourself. And then Henry says, hardly enough time. (laughs) (laughs) They're so good. They're They're so so cute. So then they go back to Kensington Palace where Henry lives. And they basically, like, go to their separate quarters. And... Alex is in the kitchen talking to June because she's like, give me, or maybe Nora. I don't remember. It's Nora. Nora. She's like, give me all the deets about Kensington Palace. Burp, burp, burp. And he hears somebody coming in to his kitchen. Mm-hmm. And so he like gets off the phone really quickly. And he's like in his pajamas and he's wearing his glasses. He's taking out his contacts. And Henry comes in and he's like, oh, I'm really sorry. I ran out of ice cream and I knew that they would have stocked you up. And he like sort of stands there awkwardly. Mm -hmm. And Alex is like, oh, my God, he's waiting for me to give him permission. Yeah. And I kind of want to tell him no. (laughs) You can't have my ice cream. I'm eating all of it. But this scene too, I was like, hmm, like I don't, I don't believe that the Prince of England by happenstance in the palace just goes by happenstance into the kitchen for the because that's the only place where there's ice creams and then i was like oh no because he (laughs) loves him he's there because he loves him (laughs) because i'm a dummy who doesn't read romance novels i guess (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) so they have this kind of awkward like kitchen moment and then he just kind of like gets that ice cream no he tries to get more time with him and he's like yeah hey, do you think we should practice tomorrow because mm-hmm. they have to go talk on a talk show in the morning mm-hmm. and alex is like oh you need practice huh like i don't need practice i do this <laughs> for a living all right so probably not and mm-hmm. henry's like oh yeah totally and then alex is like actually you know what watch this and he snaps a photo of like the ice cream and Henry's pajama pants, which uh-huh. I don't know why that did it for me, but well, he it says that did. it's the first time that he hasn't seen him like uh-huh. in a suit and like all perfect, and uh-huh. he's like rumpled and he looks quote alarmingly human. Oh, there was boy. something very sexy about that. It was sexy, you guys. Yeah. Uh huh. And so he like does a, a pithy little caption, and then he's like basically mic drop, and Henry goes to walk out, and he's like, "I didn't know you wore glasses." And then leaves because Henry actually always gets the last word and it's the best. (laughs) (laughs) So they do the morning talk show and that's the whole thing. Yep. And then after that, they go to a pediatric cancer ward. Oh, be still my heart. Yeah. And in these little weird moments, Alex actually sees him interacting just with one of the little girls. Yeah, he thought of him as kind of like a robot, like an automaton, like I am a royal, like no personality sort of person. And then he's like talking to this girl in the bed about like Star Wars. Mm -hmm. And I forget the metaphors here, but like... Oh, it's about being a rebel. Oh, jeez. Okay, all right. Take it, Melody. (laughs) Bing, boom, bong. Star Wars with cancer kids with Melody. <laughs> Go for it. So she's like, I don't know who I would want to be. And he's like, Well, I've always really liked Luke because he's so hopeful and he's so heroic and wonderful. And she's like, I really want to be Leia. And he basically says, like, well, you know, she she's a rebel and she becomes like the general of the army and burp 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 burp. And it's so wonderful. On the way out when the nurse kicks him out, 
because she's like, no, Henry wants to stay. And the nurse is like, you don't talk to royals like that. He's, mm-hmm. And he says, he says, mm-hmm. rebels outrank royals. And then he salutes her and leaves. That's very cute. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. He's so swoony. So then. So then. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> It was a big stab. That's a callback. That's a callback to the Firewire okay. episode. Okay, that's right. There, so then they're walking down the hall. Bang, pop, 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 pop. Gun, pippity, poop. Gun pops. Yeah. <laughs> that's what happens. Bing, bing. <laughs> pew, pew. Pew, pew. <laughs> pop, pop, pop. There's a gun. <laughs> Were you guys scared? Oh, you guys hey, should have been scared. Were you scared? Did you hit the deck just you now know listening who was to this fucking scared? <laughs> you know who was fucking scared? The Secret Service. Because they push these two right into a uh, uh, like a janitor's closet, you guys. Fox Force proximity. And <laughs> they land like on top of each other. Mm-hmm. And it is so cute. And they're like oh, like they're all elbows and like get off me and like mm. But then they start talking and Henry's like, you know, why do you hate me so much? Can Ugh. you tell me that? Like, what did I ever do to you? Well, we didn't get in like a fight first, though. Because yeah. like one's on top and like they try to yeah. like shmurble shmur- Yeah, they're around. all elbows and, and then like off one me. pins the other one down and it's like, it's mm. real hot. And then they smile at each other real close, like their faces Ooh. are close and they do, they do like a smile. Oh. And then they talk about how they were fight, like, oh, you're good at fighting. I don't know what, I don't know what it is. <laughs> and then. <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. eventually Henry's on, like. Are you finished? <laughs> like, uh, uh, kind of like brushes off, and then then they're yeah. sitting, and then they talk. But I just, I really like that little wrestling moment. Yeah, okay. no, there was a wrestle, you guys. There was a wrestle <laughs> that I really liked. Okay, so then he's like, "Tell me why you hate me, please." And Alex is like, "You really don't remember. You don't remember being a total douche canoe to me at the Rio Olympics, which is a <laughs> sentence to say out loud. Am I right?" Yes. <laughs> And basically, he says, I went over to say hi to you. You looked at me square in the face. And then you said to your handler, get him away from me as soon as possible. Yeah. And he was like, oh, you heard that, huh? And Alex was like, yes. Yes, I did hear you say that out loud. And there's sort of this pause. And then Henry goes, well, if it makes any difference my dad had died 14 months earlier and i was basically an asshole all the time to everyone even then and i am owning the fact that i was a total asshole and i want you to know i'm sincerely sorry and also there was this big problem where i had unrequited gay love for you (laughs) and it made my heart hurt more but he doesn't say that you guys he did did have an unrequited Mm. Hot, hot love for hot Alex. Boner. He had a big old <laughs> public boner, you guys. Boys can't have public boners. Boys can't have boners in public. <laughs> guys, that's the reason. It's like if, it, if he walks up here, I get a huge <laughs> big boner, and I can't. Can you please? <laughs> Game away. Defcon most extreme royal with a boner. <laughs> <laughs> it was like that. 
then Alex also talks about how he's like always compare how how things are harder for him and his family than yes. they are for Henry and his family. And there's always going to be this comparison and it's not fair. Yeah, he's like, people compare us and I have to work seven times harder than you do. And that's mm-hmm. unfair. And he's like, yeah, you know, you're not wrong. So I see that too. But Alex also remembers in that moment, he's like, oh, fuck, of course we're in the cancer ward. Your dad died of cancer. Mm -hmm. It's all clicking with him now. He thought that they were just at this mandatory, what's that called? Uh, A mandatory photo op. Yeah, like a photo op or like a press tour. An outing. It's not an outing. But you you know what I'm saying? And... And then he's like, oh, no, this actually means something to Henry, which also makes sense why he was being super fucking cute with that little girl. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. So they talk about all of that. And it's really, really cute. Oh, and then they talk about their favorite Star Wars movie, you guys. Yeah, they talk guys. about Star Wars. And I think mm-hmm. Henry likes the one with the Ewoks. Return and, like, of the Alex Jedi. likes the one with the big robots in the snow. Oh, boy. Big snow <sighs> robots. Kachunk. Kachunk. <laughs> Their names are like letters. ABABs. <laughs> oh boy. IVIV. Henry's favorite is Return of the Jedi, and Alex's favorite is Empire. And Henry's so cute because he's Can like. Can I get a little credit? That is the one with the big snow robots. Yes! Is that not ka-chunk, right? Kachunk. Yeah. Yes. And they That's are, right. what are they called? And the snows. I don't remember. Do you, you don't even know what they're called, <laughs> but they are letters, and I know it for sure. They're it's all letters. letters. Just like R two D two, yeah, but they're all letters. These are Aaron. letters too, you don't get and I know that. For that, <laughs> he could have been called the Schmorfers or whatever. They're all letters, Aaron. Oh, you are don't Ewoks get letters? Are Ewoks letters, or are they no. called fucking Ewoks? But Ewoks aren't fucking robots, Aaron. Same <sighs> class of being. You don't get credit for that. They could okay. have been elephants with robots <laughs> armors. And you don't know what's in there. <laughs> <laughs> okay and it had the thing that chews you forever <laughs> you know that chews you forever it's not logistically sound but it chews you forever but it's gonna chew you forever that's what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> yep okay so this is very cute because at the end of the weekend, Alex looks at Henry and he just takes his phone out of his royal fucking hand. Oh, also at the beginning of the weekend, he signed an NDA. Okay, bye. Oh, but I when yeah. Alex told Nora about the NDA, Nora was like, oh, I bet he has a love child or he's gay. Maybe he has a gay love child, which I thought yeah. was really funny. <laughs> it's very Can't cute. have a gay love child. That's not a thing. <laughs> Can't have that. No. Okay. So at the end of the weekend... Alex grabs Henry's phone out of his hand and he's like, here's my number. Yeah. A hot. Power move, move. Alex. Power move. Ugh. That's like, what's the book where like the guy like took her beer or whatever and drank it, took her coffee? God, what was that? I have took her coffee out of her hand and like took a sip and it was in front of a bunch of people and then gave it back to her. Oh, that was 99% mine. That was 99% mine. He just took his phone right out of his hand and put his number in it and handed it back to him and probably did like a little hair flip. Oh, he so did. Hot. So hot. And he's like, we, if we're going to keep on doing this for months and months, we can't always go through handlers. Here's my number. Um, use it, but like no booty calls. And then he leaves. Yeah. <laughs> but then like Henry's like, Bleh. yeah. <laughs> Public boner. <laughs> A great joke. <laughs> Royal boner. Defcon most extreme. <laughs> Royal boner. 
<laughs> like five handlers rush out trying to get rid of the royal boner. They all start humming God Save the Queen at him. <laughs> they wrap a, a British flag around him and start humming God Save the Queen. <laughs> <laughs> this is so funny. Okay. <laughs> you think this is way funnier than it is? It's so funny how funny you think it is. <laughs> you guys, I've had half a half a mug of Bailey's hot chocolate. <laughs> I'm drunk. <laughs> but I'm just saying, if anybody wanted to draw <laughs> Henry wrapped in a, a British flag <laughs> with handlers around trying to get rid of his boner. I want a visible I would be boner tent in that British flag as well. <laughs> yeah, obviously. These, these are our demands. <laughs> we will not continue this podcast oh, unless no. we see that boner flag. <laughs> that's right. We okay. understand that it won't be one of you British HBs and that's Fine. We That's are fine. fine with that, Redcoats. We are fine with that. You keep your dignity, all right? <laughs> you keep your dignity. <laughs> We're going to continue to be American trash bags. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So the second mm. chapter, it opened up with a bunch of headlines about, like, royal brawl, like, second revolutionary war erupts, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then chapter three opens up with like from america with love henry and alex flaunt their friendship bromance uh-huh. so now it's fixed now everybody knows they're best friends my favorite line from that is he's reading comments on a bunch of the articles and it says oh my fucking god one commenter writes make out already mm-hmm. alex laughs so hard he almost falls in a fountain there's <laughs> <laughs> no there's no, there's no like descriptors of like he was no. standing near a fountain no. it just it just says that which makes it so much more funny god it's so good okay so then he goes and visits old time friend and uh, a senator that he volunteered for his former mentor yeah 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 well i guess yeah still a mentor i guess mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah his sorry, name is yeah. rafael luna mm-hmm. he's a senator from colorado he's the only openly gay senator and he's also latinx so he goes over just to like shoot the shit he's trying to get some inside scoop on who this like bernie like figure is going to endorse for president and uh, all that sort of thing. They sort of talk about who the probable opponent is going to be. His name is Richards and he's a terrible person. But it's just like this really cute scene. They banter back and forth in a way. It's almost like they're the same age. They clearly have a back and forth that shows that they're very familiar and they're friendly. Like, oh, he says, I resent the idea that I can't come visit a dear family friend without ulterior motives. And the back and forth is bullshit. You wound me. You exhaust me. I enchant you. I'll call security. Fair enough. So it just shows that these yeah. two are close and they know everything mm-hmm. about each other. And it's not like an old mentor senator dude and a young kid. It's friends. Yeah, it definitely is. Well, and I think and maybe even in this passage, he talks about how they used to spend like, you know, nights awake and and he used to go get his five guys order like he used to get five guys for them once a week so that they could like basically pull an all-nighter in the campaign office working on shit it's just very cute so then they have pizza at the white house with their mom i will say this while he's talking to Raphael, Raphael points out the articles about him and henry 
yeah. like, say, hey, so Henry, like, what's the deal there? Yeah. Because I think Raphael knows. Everybody knows. that. Yeah. But I think he's trying to coax yeah. Alex into the realization that Alex isn't completely straight. And is like, did what, we say that he's, yeah, he's openly gay. Yes. Well, I think we said that. Yes, yes, yes. And so he's like, so what? what's the deal there? And he's right. like, I don't know. It was a forced press tour. What What do you want? And he's like, yeah. well, you know, he's like super handsome. And Alex is like, yeah, well, if you're into fairy tale princes, I guess, yeah, he's <laughs> handsome, you know. Yeah. And so I kind of liked that push from mm-hmm. one of his friends to be like, wink, wink. It seems like you may have a crush on this man. Right. Anyway, OK, Ooh. so now they have pizza. Yeah, so they're having pizza with their mom, and she offers campaign jobs. They used to just do, like, stump speeches and stuff like that last term because they were all super, super young. But now she wants to offer them real jobs on the campaign. She wants um, Alex to be in the policy department, and then she wants June to be in the communications department, and the VP is going to offer a job in data analytics to... Nora, because Nora is like a human computer. She's just mm-hmm. like crazy smart. She's really good at economics and stats and that kind of thing. Yeah. June is not into it. And Alex is like, I want to start now. And her, his mom's like, no, you can't start till after graduation. Right. So then uh, randomly one day he's in a lecture <sighs> and he gets a text with a picture of Chief Chirpa from Return of the Jedi. He's like the chief of the Ewoks. It's what a else? picture of him. And Wait, it says, this is an Ewok, this person? Yes! That's why it's funny! <laughs> well, I didn't know. He says, this Jeez. bloke sort of looks like you. And then... <laughs> I'm not a Star it's, Wars person, okay? That's funny! <laughs> it's fine, but I didn't know that. <laughs> it just says Chief Chirpa from Return of the Jedi. That could be a robot, that could be a person, that could be a elephant. They were just talking about how Alex thinks that Ewoks are stupid. They're not the only ones from Return of the Jedi. He said the whole movie was stupid. No, he specifically talks about Ewoks because then he does. I know, but jeez, just move on. Just I look. I I love this joke now. Look, I got it. And let's just move on. Let's not. You know what's a better joke though? (laughs) Is that Alex saves Henry's number in his phone as HRH Prince Dickhead poop emoji. <laughs> Which, and this is an actual instance when I was real dumb, it took me into about 80% into this book to realize HRH is his royal highness. Oh, come on. What did you think it was? I didn't know. So I just, my brain just scanned over it. Like, there's that thing again. I don't know what it is, but I gotta keep chugging along. Yep. Anyways. Yeah. One of the funniest things I think I've ever heard is the poor audible person continually having to say, HRH Prince Dickhead, poop emoji. (laughs) (laughs) This is a great audible book, by the way. It Um, is. Or audio book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's particularly good. Yeah. So he says this is Henry, by the way. And then also there's a news article of Henry in like a swimsuit on the beach yeah in australia and so alex sends him the picture of himself from the tabloid mm-hmm. on the beach and says you have a lot of moles is that the result of inbreeding and <laughs> then it says, funny. henry's retort came two days later by way of a screenshot of a daily mail tweet that reads is alice claremont diaz going to be a father <laughs> the attached message says but we were ever so careful, dear. Which surprises a big laugh. It's so funny. He has to like, he gets ejected from a meeting because he laughs so hard. God, it's so funny. And so he starts thinking to himself, like, I don't know what the fuck's going on, but I think that Henry might be funny. This is, this is weird. I don't know mm-hmm. how to feel about this. 
Oh, I love this passage. He says, Alex wouldn't say he likes Henry, but he does enjoy the quick rhythm of arguments they fall into. He knows he talks too much, hopeless at moderating his feelings, which he usually hides under 10 layers of charm, but he ultimately doesn't care what Henry thinks of him, so he doesn't bother. Instead, he's as weird and manic as he wants to be, and Henry jabs back in sharp flashes of startling wit. Oh, yeah. He's just himself, you guys. He feels so comfy that he's just himself. There's another moment in which Henry sends a picture of his dog wearing a Slytherin scarf. And Alex responds, I don't know who you're kidding, you Hufflepuff ass bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And then Henry clarifies that his dog, not him, is a Slytherin. (laughs) (sighs) It's so lovely. So then Alex is like texting and June sees this weird look in his face. And she's like, that's not your email from Zara face. What's going on? And Alex is like, not anything. Wait, she says, reaching for his phone again. Are you watching videos of Justin Trudeau speaking French again? And he goes, (laughs) that's not a thing I do. (laughs) It's a thing we all do. Just let it be. That's right, Alex. You are one of all of us. (laughs) Oh, and then he finds out. They're texting about Henry being in a meeting, and he finds out that he's been fighting with his older brother, the, you know, the one in line to be king, mm-hmm. because his father was an actor, and he left all of them enough money on his own that Henry lives off of that, mm-hmm. and he wants to use the royal accounts, mm-hmm. his share of the royal money, only for philanthropic endeavors and not mm-hmm. to live off of. And his brother thinks that's really stupid. And Alex is like, oh, shit, I'm low-key impressed. And he Mm -hmm. likes it, you guys. But also, when Henry tells him about this meeting, (gasps) Alex responds, was it a meeting about which of your cousins have to marry each other to take back (laughs) Casterly Rock? (laughs) I knew you liked that. It's really good. (laughs) (laughs) And then he says, you don't grow up a lifelong fan of Star Wars and not know that an empire is bad you guys it's good oh but now we have to switch gears because now, it is time for the now. great turkey calamity <laughs> but it, for a little bit it turns into a, a pencil schmervian what what is it called a pen episcopal romance <laughs> oh an epistolary romance an epistolary romance <laughs> Hashtag intellectualism in 2020. <laughs> Guys, we're not going to get it in the first shot, but we'll get no, it. No, but we'll get there. <laughs> there is, There are a few pages that are just text just messages text, before yeah. we switch to the turkey incident. That's true. I really liked those it's sections wonderful. of the book. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah, because then later on... What's wrong with me? Later on, it gets to be like a hot and heavy epistolary romance. And it's one of the most yes. beautiful things I've ever read. Those are my favorite sections of the book when it's Same. just texts or just emails. Yeah. Ooh, they're so gorgeous. But first, everyone, Alex Claremont Diaz finds out that turkeys are scheduled to stay in a five-star hotel and he is not going to have that on the American tax dollars dime, everyone. He is so so passionate about budgets. So passionate. And so his mom's like, well, what do you want me to do with them? Like, this is what we're doing. This is this public information. Everybody knows this. And he's like, no, no, you put him in my room if there's nowhere else for him. You you put him in my room. And then, <laughs> then he realizes that he has he's deadly af- afraid of birds. <laughs> <laughs> the mom 
like just just bring him to my room if you bring him to our house bring him to my room if you want yeah and his mom says where are you hiding a turkey habitat up your ass where in our historically protected house am i going to put a couple of turkeys and before i pardon them tomorrow i just like his mom's tone of yeah like, oh she's wonderful. she's a take no shit sort of lady mm-hmm. anyway uh, yeah, but he, he does them. get those. Yeah, turkeys are fucking scary. Turkeys <laughs> can be really fucking scary, and they look very prehistoric. Uh, prehistoric. Yes, yeah. they're <laughs> not a beautiful animal. Have I ever told you about turkeys? <laughs> no, but you need to. I don't even know Bing what you're talking bong. about. <laughs> Turkey bombs with Aaron. Oh no! <laughs> Once long ago, I worked at a job in Arizona, and we mm-hmm. did a retreat in Moab. I want to say it was in Moab, Utah. Yeah. Okay. Which is not a place that you think turkeys. <laughs> I, I'm going to apologize in advance that I have two turkey stories that I'm about to tell. This is number one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Melody was drinking tea and she spit it all back in her cup. Oh, was it's it hot chocolate. Oh, no. <laughs> so sorry. You just make me do a hot chocolate spit take. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. So we're on this, the guy who like owns the nonprofit or is like the chief of the board or whatever, like the highest up person of the nonprofit that I'm working at. We're at his like million bazillion dollar ranch in Utah. Wow. And we decide to do a a meeting outside like a lot of these crunchy nonprofits like to do. I just feel like just have an inside meeting where your shit's not going to blow all around. Like just like let's have the inside (laughs) meeting and, and then go outside and do a hike or whatever. Don't fucking i can't write on grass like there's just fair ugh, enough ugh. yeah so but we have to so we're all under his, his like this big tree on his farm doing a meeting about serious stuff <laughs> and all of a sudden the wind no. picks up fucking turkeys start falling out of this tree like no. fucking bombs <laughs> onto people that were in this meeting like no shit my friend Dion got hit by a falling fucking bomb turkey that was sleeping in the tree. <laughs> they sleep in trees, you guys. They can fly up there into the tree, and then the slightest gust of wind, they all fall out of the tree, and they're unable to fly. Like that reindeer in Blitz's Faded Mate, they are flying animals but cannot save themselves from falling. Yeah, no, they're not the flightiest. Not and that story, bird. every time I tell it, I'm like, there's no way turkeys, A, exist in Moab, Utah, B, sleep <laughs> in trees, or C, fall out of them. But I ha- it happened to me, you guys. It happened. <laughs> it's a real thing. I did not get hit, but people did. Well, no wonder Alex was so scared. Yeah. That sounds terrifying. Second, my second story is very quick. Yes, please. Yes, please. You know Kate of Sweaty Book Hands Patreon episode... Yes. Okay, she is afflicted with turkeys. No matter where she goes, there is turkeys. Like, she has been followed into her car by turkeys. She has been in, like, big cities, and there's turkeys. Turkeys are everywhere for Kate. They are her patronus. They are... Kate is turkeys, and turkeys is Kate. Like, if she's at a zoo, like a petting zoo with a turkey, a turkey will get out of the pen and, like, follow her around. She, turkeys love Kate. Excellent. 
Yeah. Uh, where were we? Turkey time. The great turkey calamity. So mm-hmm. he's freaking out about this. He's texting Henry things like, they know I have robbed them of five-star accommodations <laughs> to sit in the cage in my room, and the minute I turn my back, they're going to feast on my flesh. They're in a cage. <laughs> it's not like they're roaming the room. <laughs> and so after like having this mini meltdown, all Henry responds is, please send photos. Yes. <laughs> Then he ends up calling him and he's like, you know what, you little shit, which is his greeting. Oh, because of the gobbling. Because he says they're gobbling and Henry Yeah, says he says you can't hear all the menacing gobbling. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. why he calls him. Well, oh, that's yeah, because he, he, he calls says, him. Henry says, yes, famously, the most sinister sound of all animal sounds. The, the gobble. gobble. <laughs> then when he picks up, Henry says, have you really rung me at three o'clock in the morning to make me listen to a turkey? And Alex <laughs> says, yes, obviously. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so then he can't get him to turkey. Nope. <laughs> he can't get, he can't him, to get him to gobble. <laughs> and so then nothing. And so it won't gobble. He goes, okay, brace yourself. And then holds the phone to the thing. And then nothing happens. And then Henry's voice through the speaker says, truly harrowing. <laughs> Such a good scene. It's so good. <laughs> so then he's like no i'm gonna make this thing gobble and so he goes he says he's he feels very like very much like he's taking his life into his own hands <laughs> and also very much like he has a point to prove which is an intersection at which he finds himself often <laughs> so henry's like you have to get quite physically close to the turkey make yeah, eye contact i'm gonna teach you with, how to make this thing gobble the turkey <laughs> so good. be it's the so, turkey it's so good <laughs> And then <sighs> Alex is like following all his instructions. And then he's like, trust the turkey. Befriend the turkey. <laughs> Buy a summer home in Mallorca with the turkey. And Alex is like, oh, I fucking hate you. <laughs> and then it does gobble. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it then freaks him out. Alex like jumps 10 feet in the air and lets out a very unmanly scream, it says. <laughs> it's like, God damn it. Did you hear that? oh it's so funny Uh, so it turns out that they have up at three in the morning watching the great british bake-off and wearing a face mask yeah and and then he sends like a little picture of him doing the face mask it's just it's very cute they're like on the phone for a really long time and then henry's finally like you need to go just go to bed in june's room you crazy person mm-hmm. don't sleep in that room the turkey's not gonna jurassic park you this is the conversation where he finds out that the dog's name is david bowie which is a much better yes. name for a dog is that anyway. what it is yes yeah so he's like david after bowie he goes why not just call him bowie and he goes a bit on the nose isn't it <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's so good. Uh, so then Henry finally convinces Alex to get off the phone and go to bed. Then they try to get off the phone. And then Alex realizes they don't know. Like, he doesn't know how to get off the phone. Yeah. And so they keep on Are they being friends like, or are they not? Like, are they? Yeah. So, <laughs> so Henry goes, um, go sleep in June's room, you numpty. Okay. Alex says, okay. Henry agrees. Okay, Alex says again. <laughs> like they keep on going back and forth. Okay, okay, cool. <laughs> and then finally mm-hmm. they hang up, and it's so cute. And then he's like, 
I sent you pics of my turkey, so I need pictures of your animals, too. Mm-hmm. And you guys, both animals are snuggled up by his head. And so mm-hmm. he also gets a picture of Henry's beautiful face. Royal chest. All sleep rumpled uh-huh. and just blue-eyed. And <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> um, the next text exchange we get is uh-huh. Alex telling Henry that there's a Bond mare. His dad was James Bond. Yes. In the whatever 70s or whatever. Yeah. And so he says, yo, there's a Bond marathon on. And did you know that your dad was a babe? And Henry says in all caps, I beg you to not. (laughs) Which I thought was very funny. Earlier in their text exchanges, he tells him to please tell Sean that um, he misses him and that sweet, sweet ass. (laughs) And Henry's like, I absolutely will not. Oh, it's so good. Okay. So then it's Christmas time at the White House and his dad is coming to stay. And it's like, it's adorable because they have this terrace scene where his dad invites him out to smoke cigars together. And he's like, what do you think of all the people would would think about two like brown dudes with their feet up on the Truman Mm -hmm. Terrace smoking cigars? And he's like, I love thinking about what those people think. (laughs) And then over dinner, his dad and his mom get in a bit of a fight over like what his dad's role is going to be on her reelection yeah. campaign. He wants to campaign for her. He wants yeah. to be a surrogate. A surrogate. Yeah. yeah. Every time I say that out loud, it sounds like the wrong word. And it is I the know. right word, but it's a weird word for what it, it is. is. Anyway, yeah. like a spokesperson for her. And she's like, no, because I don't want it to look like I'm having to truck out my ex-husband. In order to, you know, it's a whole political thing. And they get in a big fight. Yeah, she's like, people don't like women. They like mothers and they like wives. And it's stupid for me to remind them that I am divorced. That's true. Yes. And he's like, (laughs) so they get in this big giant fight and Alex finally can't take it anymore. And so he's like, are you fucking kidding me right now? And like leaves the room. Mm -hmm. And so... Then he goes to his room and he doesn't know what to do because every other time this has happened, he's been able to call his best friend Liam, but he hasn't spoken to Liam in like a year. And so just like on a whim, he calls Henry. Henry. And he's very worried about this. And he's like, listen, I'm so sorry. I know it's like Christmas Eve and in the middle of the night and like you probably have things that you should be doing, but I'm just having this moment and ah. And Henry's like, no, 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 no. It's fine. Everybody's gone to bed. What do you need? Let's talk. Everybody except for his sister, Bea yeah. or Bay. I don't B. know. B. B. Oh, Beatrice. Yeah, yeah. but I, I just tried to put it through like a Britain filter. <laughs> and it, every it time I tried work. to do that, it never works. <laughs> but he like excuses himself from her yeah. to go talk to Alex, which I thought was significant. It's so sweet. And then he counsels Alex through this. He tells him all about it, his childhood and the divorce and yeah. all the painfulness of that. It's a whole thing. It's beautiful. It really is. And then the moment that June comes to the door, he's like, oh, God, can't. Gotta go. Can't. Mm-hmm. Sorry, everyone. Um, uh, Thank you so much, Henry. Bye. Mm-hmm. And Henry's like, okay, cool. Because he doesn't really know i don't know he like feels weird about june knowing i think yeah i think it is weird because he's always talked about how much he hates this guy i think in any situation if you were like oh god i hate this bitch i super hate her and then you like became friends with her 
Yeah. Especially if like you were united in your hatred of that person with your sister. And then all of a sudden it was like, we're best friends now. And I call them on Christmas Eve when I have a family issue. Yeah. It's going to be hard to explain. Yeah. So anyway, so she comes in and she's like, okay, so what did Nora say when you told her about it? I'm sure you were talking to Nora. And he's like, actually, this is going to sound really weird, but I was sort of talking to Henry. Mm -hmm. And June is so cute because she's like, oh, my God. Alex, you made a friend. You made a friend. You made so a friend. Of you. <laughs> he's and like, then he's like, friends. he's not a friend. He's somebody who I uh, antagonize, yeah. and that's it. And she's like, no, it's a friend. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, it's so good. Okay, so then you guys, guess what time it is? New Year's. What happens right after Christmas? Eve. It's New Year's Eve, bitches. <laughs> oh my god. And the White House trio always puts on what they call the Millennial Correspondence Dinner, the super The hot legendary balls-out bananas White House trio New Year's Eve party. <laughs> That's the one, Aaron. You're so sexy when you get that text out. Technically, Ooh. the title is the Young America New Year's Eve Gala. <laughs> so for the next couple of days, they're like, hold up, getting ready for this party. And then he's looking at the guest list, and he's like, Hold on a minute. Who invited Henry? And June is like, you should have invited him yourself. So, like, shame on you. (laughs) So, Henry is also bringing his best friend, Pez, who is this wonderful, flamboyant, philanthropist. His name is Percy, right? And he goes by Pez? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. And he's got, like, painted fingernails and, like, very loud clothing and, like, kind of Uh effeminate clothing, but also, like, he's very sexy. But he's just, like, so comfortable with his straight masculinity that he can, like, dye his hair pink whenever he wants. Well, I don't know if he's straight or bi, but I do know that he's into June. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Boy, is he into June. He walks the fuck right up to June and is, like... You are the most beautiful creature I have ever seen in my life. Yeah, she says, you're forward. And he goes, you are a goddess. Oh, boy. (laughs) It's good. And he asks her to dance, and she does. And they fall in love. And I can't wait for that book that will overlap (gasps) with this book. And I'm sure it will be flawless and perfect. I have a a theory. I think I'm going to be totally wrong, but I have a theory. Can you say it now? I, ha- I want to say it when we get to L.A. Okay, because I don't know if you guys have ever noticed that our podcast theories are radically wrong most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the end of the first uh, Akko Schmurf. Echo Schmurf uh, yeah. thing and listen to our theories about what we think book two is going to be about. It's good. And then go to... A night in shining Christmas time, and uh, listen to my theories about no, what movie she is going to be about. My theory <laughs> is going to come fucking true. That um, might. But what about my theory of dinosaurs? Your theory is wrong and bad. <laughs> it's funny, but it was wrong and bad. <laughs> okay. Anyway, all right. So Percy Conjo goes off with June. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then, but I have to. I have to read something because do you want to hear what goes goes through alex's mind when henry walks in it's gonna be long yeah i'd love to hear it okay says 
It's the first time Alex has seen Henry in person since the weekend in London and the hundreds of texts and weird in-jokes and late-night phone calls that came after. And it almost feels like meeting a new person. He knows more about Henry, understands him better, and he can appreciate the rarity of a genuine smile on the same famously beautiful face. It's a weird cognitive dissonance, Henry present and past. That must be why something feels so restless and hot somewhere beneath his sternum. (sighs) And so then he talks about his suit and how his smile broadens when he sees Alex. And then it says his voice is somehow different than Alex remembers. Like very expensive velvet, something moneyed and lush and fluid all at once. <sighs> I gave so you that good. voice description just for you. I love I know a voice. You like it. I love a voice. I know you like it. And then Alex gets like drunk, and I think Henry gets drunk too. But I think Alex everybody gets, gets drunk. drunk. Everyone's it's drunk. So but cute. It, we only know what's in Alex's head, it's and New I know Year's Eve. Uh, Alex uh, is uh, uh, very uh, drunk. <laughs> Yeah. And and they're like he's like trying to get Henry to dance. Yes, they're doing a dance to I believe get low. Oh boy! And Henry is not getting terribly low. Um, he's not. And so not Alex is like, make your hips go low. Like that is the <laughs> point. And he like grabs him by the waist and like tries to move his hips. And Henry kind of freaks out. He stiffens a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Royal Bar. No. And then like drinks some champagne and goes away. And I wait, think wait, 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 wait. No. What? No. What? You're Fox. mad at me. I am mad at you. Okay. Well, partially because I have to read another passage. I'm so sorry. Okay. It's a better passage, but here we go. But that's not why he goes away. That's why I'm mad at you. Okay, here it is. Okay. All right. Henry starts drinking directly from a bottle of Moe. Hot. Alex. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> Alex likes the look on Henry's face. The sure curl of his hand around the neck of the bottle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the way his lips wrap around the mouth of it. Oh, boy. Henry's willingness to dance is directly proportionate to his proximity to Alex's hands. And the amount of giddy warmth bubbling under Alex's skin is directly proportionate to the cut of Henry's mouth when he watches him with Nora. It's an equation. He's not nearly sober enough to parse. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy, you guys. This thing and sizzles. Two this sentences sizzles. later. Yeah. Al- it's midnight or whatever. And it's Alex midnight. goes right to Nora and just gives her a big old make out. Makes out with her face. And it and tastes terrible. And Alex it's a and friend make out. did used to date, yes? Yeah, 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 yeah. For and like a minute. I think Nora's now gay. Is she bi? Is she- Nora's always been bi. Okay. Yeah. I knew she was in the ladies, but when they were, they, they were dating when they were younger, I think. Yeah. And every once in a while, they'll like, they'll like start a rumor that they're mm-hmm. back together just for fun, mm-hmm. but it's, it's not a thing. Right. So he sees Henry oh see God. this and he his mouth gets Henry. all tense. And then Henry takes another big giant swig of champagne right from that bottle and fucks off. Like a mad swig. Oh, it's a mad Can swig. Can I say, that's not, yeah. qu- this isn't quite what happens here, but I think mm-hmm. I might really like when somebody is making out with one person and making <laughs> eye contact with another yeah. person. The <laughs> other book where that happened, I was like, ooh. ooh, I don't remember what it was. What was it? I think there was a fairy king involved. But what I'm saying Pops. is, this was very close to that, and I was about it. I mm-hmm. enjoyed it. Anyway, same. Henry walks off in a huff. He goes, directly outside and he stands and he looks out onto the scenery that's right of the darkness brooding under a linden tree everyone broods far (laughs) that's right and alex is like looking around being like asking everybody where oh my god it says alex isn't worried but 
He liked seeing everything he did play out on Henry's face. So he needs to go find him. Uh-huh. God. The writing in this, you guys, is so fucking it's gorgeous. so good. <sighs> so he like stumbles and trips and falls. And as he's as he's like catching himself on a window, he sees Henry outside. That's the level of drunk we're at, you guys. Mm-hmm. So he makes his way outside and he's like, are you bored with the commoners in there? So what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> you stuck up royal bitch. <laughs> and Henry's like, no, I'm not. I like the idea that these guys talk like you when you're drunk. <laughs> Everything's a question. Everything's incredulous. Every sentence gets louder as it goes. Anyways, they they shift radically between that and attempting to be like the mo- like being the most supportive bathroom girl to the point of attempting to give people the clothes off my back. Yeah, like crazy, is- like the craziest eye contact you've ever like the most like. I am listening to you. I am nodding. I am here for you. And I am quiet because I am listening to your story, girl. This is my active listening face. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, wait. So, you guys. So, God, one of the things that Alex thinks, because he's like trying to coax it out of Henry, he goes... These things, big events, letting other people feed on his own energy are rarely too much for Alex. He's not sure how Henry feels, but some part of his brain that is likely soaked in tequila thinks maybe it would be helpful if Henry could take what he can handle and Alex could take the rest. Maybe he can absorb Mm -hmm. some of the much from the place where their shoulders are pressed together. Mm -hmm. So Alex is like, what's the matter with you? And... Henry's like, do you ever want to be just some a random person? Person. Yeah. And he talks about how he's going to have to join the military because that's what second sons do in the British yeah. royal family. And that's not really what he wants to do. And because he wants to do his philanthropic thing. And, and Ellie he says, says well, I would probably date more. Yeah. He's like, what would you do if you weren't the Prince yeah. of England? And he said he'd date more. And Alex is like, oh, like, it's so fucking hard for, like, the super handsome Prince of England to get dates. And he's like, you'd yeah. be surprised. And he keeps trying to, like, hint that the type mm-hmm. of person that he's looking for is mm-hmm. not the type of person that he can date. Mm-hmm. And Alex is just super drunk and oblivious. And he keeps being it's like, so yeah, cute. right. Yeah, right. <laughs> Alex is like, we seem to be having trouble communicating in English. And I'm kind of wondering if Henry speaks Spanish. <laughs> she wonders distantly <laughs> if Henry knows any Spanish. Yeah. And Alex says, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. And Henry says, you oh. don't. He says, no. He says, you really don't. Alex says, I really, really don't. And then you guys, <gasps> Henry... The Prince of England just oh turns to Alex, grabs his face, and gives him a smooch. The biggest, best smooch. And it is it's, a oh. two-page smooch that is fully highlighted uh, fully. In, in my Kindle, so I don't even know which part of it to read to fully. you. I mean, I have so a good. certain part. I have, I have a section I could read. Oh, my God. It says, so he's, like, really surprised by it, and he goes... In his head, he tries to cobble a list together in panic. Gets as far as one. Henry's lips are soft. And short circuits. He tests leaning into the kiss and is rewarded by Henry's mouth sliding and opening against his. Henry's tongue is brushing against his, which is, wow. It's nothing like kissing Nora earlier. Nothing like kissing anyone he's ever kissed in his life. (laughs) It feels as steady and huge 
as the ground under their feet, as encompassing of every part of him, as likely to knock the wind out of his lungs. Oh. No, no, you can't stop there. The, it's okay. just getting started. One okay. of Henry's hands pushes into his hair and grabs it at the <sighs> roots at the back of his head, and he hears oh, himself boy. make a sound that breaks the breathless silence, and mm-hmm. just as suddenly Henry releases him roughly enough that he staggers backwards, and Henry's mumbling a curse and apology, eyes wide, and he's spinning on a heel, crunching off through the snow at double time. Oh. Before Alex can say or do anything, he's disappeared. Oh no! no! And then you guys, he ghosts him for weeks. He will not answer his calls or his texts or his anything. Alex is spinning out of his mind because he's like, I like that and I didn't know I would like that and I am surprised I would like that. But am I surprised that I like that? Because I thought I was straight, but am I straight? And have I always known I'm not straight? And uh-huh. like he's thinking about all the things in his life that's happened and why he just like made this assumption. Right. And then he's like, I mean, my best friend Liam and I would make out for hours, but in like, high school. I just thought I was, yeah, I just thought I was straight because I didn't have a sexual crisis about it. That's what right. horny friends do, right? Like, this is um, fine. And he eventually, like, I don't know if it's here or later, but he calls yeah. Liam and he's like, hey, when we used yeah. to make out uh, in high school, and Liam's like pissed. He's, he's like, why are you calling me? And he's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, we haven't talked in five years. Um, when we used to make out <laughs> in high year? school, was that gay of us or like just normal friend stuff? And he's like, yeah, I'm at brunch with my husband and it was gay. <laughs> and it's upsetting to me that you're just now realizing that it was gay because a couple of years ago, it would have been really great had you realized it, mm-hmm. that it was gay. <laughs> what we were doing. <laughs> Actually, yeah, and and it it is important. Liam says I can't answer that question for you, yes, but I yeah, can yeah, say sorry. that I am gay, and what I was doing was not straight. Yes, so <laughs> and there's that. It's upsetting <laughs> me that we're having this conversation yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, and he says I gotta go because my margarita's here, and I really gotta talk to it about this. <laughs> <laughs> I like Liam. Can we hear about I Liam? I love more? Liam. I think oh. one of the most bestest lines in the book unlike the Mm -hmm. sentence i just said is (laughs) he's like on a run maybe i don't remember um but they're rounding the corner for their eighth lap now and he's starting to see some flaws in his logic straight Mm -hmm. people he thinks probably don't spend this much time convincing themselves that they're straight yep i have that highlighted too that's the moment that and so do one thousand and one hundred and one people so (laughs) Yep. I think it's universally recognized as a good old line. Um, It's a good one. But I think that's kind of the moment is it shouldn't be this hard to tell myself that I'm straight. It shouldn't be this hard. Yeah. So he's trying to do anything to distract himself. So he like he strong arms his mom into letting him start the campaign job early. He's like deep in the Texas binder. He's trying to study. He's doing all the things, but it's not working. And so he shows up one day at Nora's apartment. Nora's got like seven devices out and she's crunching numbers and she's also watching Drag Race and she's just magic. And he's like, hey, so uh, what are the odds of me not being straight? <laughs> and she's like something like 78% chance of latent <laughs> bisexual tendencies and yeah. A hundred percent chance that this is not a hypothetical question. (laughs) (laughs) He also ticks off a list in his head of like all the men who have made him realize this. And it's like (laughs) Liam, Han Solo, uh, Sean, the security guy, and Rafael Luna with his loose collared shirt. So... (laughs) 
he clearly <laughs> had a crush on him as well. <laughs> so they have this whole talk and, and she wants to skip ahead because she's like, tell me all about the makeout. Did you uh-huh. love it? Is he a good kisser? I bet he's a great kisser. And she's like, of course, Henry's gay. How did you not know yeah. Henry was gay? Everyone knows Henry's gay. She right. goes, dude, have you met him? Isn't he like <laughs> supposed to be your best friend or whatever? He's gay. <laughs> like Fire Island on the 4th of July, gay. How did you not know? And Alex is like, I, I don't know. I didn't know. And she's like, I thought you were supposed to be a smart person. Like, <laughs> yeah. So it's been completely obviously clear to everyone else uh-huh. who has met Henry in person that he is super duper gay. Yeah. But not Alex. Oh, so anyway, they have this whole talk and he's like coming around to his his own sexuality and his new definition for himself and all of this. And then you guys, it's time. Oh, and then he ca- this is when he calls Liam. Yes. And then. um, Oh, no. Do you want to know why he calls Liam, Aaron? Why? Because he sees a tabloid of Henry going out with a blonde girl and kissing her on the corner of the mouth oh he is mad Mm -hmm. oh he is so mad (laughs) oh man he is mad and he's like i don't think i don't think this is a very straight reaction the reaction i'm having right now this is because he's like fuck henry fuck him and his entitled face and i should have known then like this stupid guy i hate him so much and then he takes a step back and he's like hold on if I was the closeted homosexual second prince of the UK and I kissed a boy and I didn't know if he liked it or not, uh, I would probably have to do some interference and and put some heterosexual dating in the press. Like, that's can probably I, can what I, I would have to do. Go back. Yeah. I'm sorry. To the conversation with Nora and mm-hmm. read you what she says to him about what is it. He's like, what does this kiss mean? What does it mean? Yeah. She goes, let me lay out some observations for you. <laughs> and so you cute. extrapolate. First, <laughs> you've been like Draco Malfoy level <laughs> obsessed with Henry for years. Do not interrupt me. <laughs> and since the royal wedding, you've gotten his phone number and used it not to set up any appearances, but instead to long distance flirt with him all day, every day. You're constantly making big cow eyes at your phone. And if somebody asks who you're texting, you act like you got caught watching porn. You know his sleep schedule. He knows your sleep schedule. And you're in a noticeably worse mood if you go out a day without talking to him. You spent the entire New Year's Eve party straight up ignoring the who's who of hot people you want to fuck in America's most eligible bachelor. Oh, sorry. Ignoring the who's who of hot people who want to fuck America's most eligible bachelor to literally watch henry stand next to the mm, that's a word i don't know nope um and he (laughs) kissed you with tongue and you liked it so objectively (laughs) what do you think that that means and then alex says i don't know (laughs) i don't know It's so good. I wish it's I wouldn't so have um, uh, ruined the flow by not knowing what a croquembouche is. It I sounds, don't know what a croquembouche is. It sounds is. like a fancy. Here, let me touch it on my Kindle. And It's probably like white bread. What it's probably it? like the biggest word for the smallest thing. Oh, Melody, Melody, what Melody. What is it? What it is, is a it? decorative dessert consisting of cream puff pastry and crystallized fruit or other confectionery items arranged in a cone. <gasps> oh, it's that pastry cone. 
the, the, <laughs> the cream puff cone. You know what it is. I don't. It no, looks like a tree and it's cream puffs. <laughs> You've been to a fancy party that's got this thing and right. it's held together with caramel sauce. Uh, French literally for crunch in the mouth. <laughs> no, it's like, I'll send you a picture. You've been to a fancy party that has this thingy. All right. I just fair. call it that the thingy with the puff, puff balls in it. The, 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 the tree. Puff ball tree. The, the puff ball tree. Puff. Yeah. God, puff it's tree. so good. Okay. But you guys, guess what time it is? Because Henry cannot avoid him forever. And so it is time. For the state dinner, everyone. Of course. Henry has to come to the state dinner. It's in their contract for making sure international relations are okay. But what, Erin? But is it is it time that we should stop? I thought so. Yeah, because I want to do the next scene justice. And I don't think we can do it justice if we try to. Here's what I want. Here's what I want Uh, in the world. I want everyone within the sound of my voice to read this book. book. And I want that, I want, even though we told them to last week. So Mm -hmm. listen, bitches. Yeah. If you want to listen to us, please. We have spoken. Read this book. If you don't think you like male male romance, you're wrong about that. You like this book. And what I don't want is for people who haven't read this book that might. I don't want anyone to hear us big dumb dummies talking about this beautiful scene (laughs) at the state dinner. (laughs) Having not read it. You're right. For me being like, yeah, he pushes him against a schmerfall. Don't talk about it. They don't do a sh- schmarble. I don't want anyone to live this scene no. that way. I want no. them to read it. I want you to feel the tingles that it's going to happen over your whole body yes. as you read this fucking masterpiece. That's what I want for you. That's what I want for you. Yeah. So, like, if you have to do the audiobook, then do the audiobook. Do the audiobook. You, it's very good. You, it's so good. Uh, so, yeah, that's what we want for you. And we're excited for you, frankly. Erin, yeah. what's your lady love? So I have a good one. Buckle Ooh. buckle up, intellectualism 2020. I have a good one too. Do you have a sappy one? Is it is it a sappy mm. boy? No. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you may have read last year that book Burnout about breaking the stress yeah. cycle if you're a lady. And maybe you didn't read it. And maybe you're somebody who bought it and didn't have the time to read it because you have a podcast and you're stressed, uh, too stressed. You're too stressed to read it. It's stressful. Maybe you have three jobs and stuff. Yeah. Those ladies or that lady or some of those ladies, Mm -hmm. somebody who has something to do with burnout, which I do intend to read, has Emily Nakowski? Yeah, that sounds good. Has made it in podcast form pretty much. And it's Mm -hmm. called The Feminist Survival Project. And it's like a series of several episodes, and it's all about defeating stress. And I would say self-care, but she says it's not self-care. It's just care. It's mandatory. Yeah. And it's mandatory, and it's good. Yeah. It will help you chill out a little bit about your life. And it's very anti... You know that coffee pot? You know that coffee yes. pot that says that the you're po- worth... The coffee pot meme? Your worth is not... We've talked about the... If you're new to the podcast, this is... <laughs> I'm not just weird. We've talked about this. It's a coffee yeah. pot, and it says that your worth is not defined by your productivity. And it made both Melody and I mad because Melody strongly believed in it, and I, I was agree. I was strongly like, "What would you define your worth as? Your <laughs> smiles? Like <laughs> Jesus? Yep." And she's very into that coffee pot meme. 
um, sort of thing that you have different worths. Ooh. And so Aaron confused, but Aaron learning. Aaron dubious, but Aaron listen. Yeah. Aaron dubious, but Aaron listen. Aaron do a confuse, but still here. Yeah. I think I use that emoji where it's like rubbing its chin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And P.S. It's um, Emily and Amelia Nagoski. There we go. So. Those are because I have burnout. I just haven't read it yet because I'm the worst. <laughs> but now it's free. So if that was a barrier for you and it's in small chunks. Yeah. So if that was a barrier for you, there you go. Yeah. It's a podcast. We know that you listen to podcasts. Listen to that instead of this if it helps you. Yes. But also like, just download this and don't listen to it. And we'll still get those numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Okay. So, there is still a shit show happening at RWA. Damon Swade has not stepped down. No. The audit, the independent audit has not really happened. And we're still looking for that to happen. Mm -hmm. And people are, you know, still withdrawing from the Rita's left and right. And so, if you want to support marginalized authors, especially those who have taken a stand and withdrawn from the Rita's even with no refund, please, Romance Sparks Joy has shared a list where they have compiled all the authors that, or most of the authors that they know have withdrawn from the Rita's. I will share the link in episode notes and it, it will take you to all the books that were withdrawn and you can buy them and support those authors and read them. And uh, it is very, very exciting. I'm looking through some of the list right now. And some HPs Fo-ho-ho. in there. Yeah. Foho Ho by Nathan Burgoyne is there. Heart and Hand by Rebel Carter. Not the Girl You Marry by Andy J. Christopher. Like lots and lots of, of people in there. And some of those books are like top 10 books for the year i mean these are really good books uh you should read regardless of this whole thing but definitely with this whole thing in mind yes absolutely so yeah definitely support those authors as much as you can and let's all be there for each other yes let's just all be there for each other guys just be conscious of how you're talking to people and like just be just be nice everybody be nice yeah 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 (sighs) like just be a good human yeah and don't do shit that's gonna hurt other people Yeah, don't be shit that's what we that's what we mean by be nice right now yeah Yeah. be kind yeah we're not like tone policing we're just saying that like just like don't be be a racist fucking mess okay anyone listening to this is shitty i don't know i don't think so either i don't think so yeah but i but it's a good reminder for everybody Mm because we all have bad moments you know so Mm -hmm. just be careful out there because you don't want to hurt people, guys. Try not to hurt people. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh, um, by the way, yes. since our Patreon episode, I have discovered that I am in the RWA. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm going to stay there. <laughs> I'm going to vote That's for stuff right. and I'm going to sign petitions. <laughs> That's what you're going to do. Stay. I don't think I'm a voting yeah. member. Um, and by I the time know. I found out, the petition was done anyway. So even if I was, I couldn't have signed it. But I'm going to stay. <laughs> make noises you ride out your membership at the very least yeah yeah i don't, I don't yeah. know if there's anything i can do with it but if there is something i can do with this membership <laughs> i'm gonna do it <laughs> yes all right okay all right so 
keep being a badass and love yourself wait no where can they find us <laughs> oh fuck all right you can find us on instagram at heaving bosoms on twitter at heaving underscore bosoms on facebook heaving bosoms podcast we also have a, a group the heaving bosoms geriatric friendship cult and check we out have a website Our website that is updated for the first oh. time in forever you will no longer see our latest episode <laughs> which was i think um uh, always be my maybe up until two oh. weeks ago Yo, wow. um, <laughs> and also that is where you can find the merch store if you need mm. some merch to wear to kiss time that has hp yep. stuff on it um, you can find the HB Reading Embrace for 2020, and it is explained right. there. It is our not reading challenge for the year that we talked about at the beginning of the episode. And That's you can right. find our FAQ, which explains a lot of things about our podcast. And it's funny. I think it's funny. I wrote it, so I think it's hilarious. That's right. <laughs> you can also find our Patreon by oh, going yeah, to yeah. the bonus content. Yep. Come All out our bonus content. And- we're because we've got like over 50 bonus episodes in the next couple days, so I will have already sent it by the time you hear this. I'm sending out all our care packages for all our $30 yeah. a month uh, people. Patrons. Patrons. There you go. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a bonus holiday present um, after the holidays yeah. because I just couldn't bring myself to go to the post office before the holidays. So now here we are. No. No, it's a hellscape before the holidays. It, yeah. Couldn't do it. All right. So... Keep being a badass. And love yourself as much as you love wrapping up a royal boner to hide royal it. Royal boner <laughs> most extreme. God save the queen. And the boners. Um, bye. 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 Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas! Okay, back to the show.